Today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Liz Marzari is with us. She is a national representative for Unifor. Unifor and CHCH TV have reached a deal for those who lost their jobs way back in December 2015. Remember that? Uh, to find out more, Liz is with us now. Hello, Liz. How are you today? I'm well, thank you, Scott. I guess a good day for you guys. It was a good day. I mean, it's disappointing that it wasn't more money, but we're happy that we have a deal and have some some closure for the members who were let go. So uh, explain to us exactly what happened here and how did we get here? So it, you know, as your listeners will probably remember, it started 15 months ago, December 11th, 2015, when uh, Channel 11 Limited Partnership, which was the person who employed our members, uh, declared bankruptcy and terminated everyone. Um, They then started operations again with many of our members under a new company. Uh, Unifor filed a number of uh, complaints with the Canada Labour Board, and we were starting down that process. Uh, There was some interest on both sides on seeing if we could reach a settlement deal. So we, with the assistance of the board, went into mediation talks. And the deal we have now is the result of those talks. So as it stands now is CHCHTV, is it, is it a unionized shop still? It is a unionized shop. That was part of the settlement. So for those members that were not rehired, they will see a monetary settlement that includes what they are entitled to uh, in terms of severance under the Canada Labour Code, um, in addition to a, damages, a general damages payment. The total of those payments together to everyone will total just over a million dollars, a million and one dollars. Uh, the members who remain at CHCHTV are represented uh, by Unifor. There is a recognition of a collective agreement, essentially the same agreement that they had uh, prior to the bankruptcy. There's no changes to wages. Uh, there are some minor tweaks. They were in bargaining prior to the bankruptcy, so there were some changes that had been agreed to prior to that, and they're incorporated in the new agreement. And significantly for the union, we've received an admission that the original company, the Channel 11 LP, actually engaged in an unfair labor practice under the code in how they treated the employees. So would the employees who are still working for the station and, you know, were invited to go back, uh, would they have gone back at less money than what they were earning prior to all of this? They did not. They were hired back um, in the same wages under the collective agreement or the wages that were in the collective agreement. Some of them may have gone to a different position, which may have changed what they were compensated at, but the wages were comparable to what they were being paid. Uh, And, and, and this, if this hit, I guess the simple question is, did they get what they should have got? Uh, Well, they certainly didn't get what the severance was provided for under the collective agreement. Uh, which was two weeks per year of service. The Canada Labour Code is two days per year of service. Uh, so those, that's a significant change, um, significantly less than they were in The Canada Labour Code is two days for every... Two days per year of service. But that's unskilled labour, is it not? Yeah, that's for everybody under the Canada Labour Code. Yeah, but if you were to take that to court with an average employer, I mean, you'd, you'd certainly would get more than that. That's for a basic. And that's why unions negotiate the wages that we do and the rates that we do and the severance packages that we do. However, when you have a case of a bankrupt employer, right, the, the actual employer was bankrupt. They had debt in excess of $3 million with assets of $60,000. So there, there really was no money in the, in the bankrupt entity. Right. Um, clearly, clearly, 
clearly the station wanted to downsize. Yes. Could this have been avoided? We believe it could have been avoided. They could have followed the provisions under the collective agreement, done the layoff as, as per the terms of the agreement, and reduced staff in that way. But they didn't have the money to do that. But I don't think they had the money to do it. So why can't you just come to an agreement instead of going, you know, because obviously they don't have the money to do it. That's why the, the settlement is what, what it is. This happened yeah. back in 2015. Why couldn't this all have been hashed out back then? We asked the same question at the time. The company gave no notice to the union, no indication to the union uh, that this was coming. We'd actually filed for conciliation, which is the process when the parties are in bargaining and they can't reach an agreement. You get a federal conciliator appointed to help you. They didn't advise the conciliator. We had one day of conciliation meeting uh, prior to the, the day that they filed for bankruptcy. So, so they were simply bleeding money. They, uh, they were bleeding money, yes. That's probably a good description. So, uh, so what do they or you take from this moving forward? How does this not happen again? Well, the union feels that the way that we've uh, structured with the new company. So our bargaining rights are now with the two, they've created two new numbered companies where the employees are hired and there's the, the company that owns the license. So with the new collective agreement, our bargaining rights are with both of those numbered companies as well as the company that actually owns the station license. So it won't happen again in the way that it did. If the station's not able to operate anymore, it would cease up. If they, it would have to cease operations. If it doesn't, they would continue to be operating, and they'd have to pay any obligations if they do lay off. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM nine hundred CHML.